from the Denver Convention Center in the Mile High City. It's tips today in public safety. Brought to you by Nina, the 911 Association, and APN, the Avaya Podcast Network. Now here's your host, ENP Mark Fletcher. Hey, it's Fletcher with the Avaya Podcast Network. Welcome to Tips Today in Public Safety. We're here live at NENA 2015 in the Denver Convention Center, sitting down talking to Suzanne Oler, who's a regional sales manager at Talari. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Fletch. Nice to be here. So tell me what Talari is. Who is Talari? Who is Talari? Well, we're a software-defined wide area network company. We provide appliances, virtual appliances, on-premise appliances, and even cloud presence for companies that are looking to increase the reliability and the resiliency of their wide area networks. That's a beautiful marketing statement. So in English, what do you do? <laughs> so we work with companies that are struggling with a lot of uh, a lot of the same issues, things like networks going down, uh, service provider links failing for any number of reasons, and needing to keep their network up and running for critical applications like voice and video and many data applications. So you provide a level of resilience. Wow, I had marbles in my mouth there. So you, <laughs> you provide a level of resiliency within the carrier network delivery because if I'm on a circuit and something happens on that circuit, the call's gone, but you've got a way of actually maintaining call status. Yeah, exactly. So what we do is we're agnostic as far as the service provider is concerned. We work with companies with any service provider that they've signed up uh, to help them out. And what we do is we put our appliance usually on premise at any one of a number of their locations. And we take multiple service provider links. They could be private links like MPLS. They could be cable, DSL, any form of internet, 4G, 3G, you name it. And we can aggregate those links together on a single appliance so that they can leverage multiple links for more bandwidth and then utilize that bandwidth according to the health of each of the links. So, so, the, so you can just take a couple of circuits, kind of bond them together, and, and that way if, if, if one happens to go down, you're still up on the other one. Yeah. So you don't lose it. See, that's the biggest problem I think people see is I can have a backup data center and I can be in New Jersey and Ohio, and if New Jersey goes down, Ohio picks up the load. But what do I do with the calls in progress? Well, and, and that's the interesting piece, right? Everyone has a failover solution, or at least we hope they do. I have been surprised to find out some companies don't actually have failover solutions sure. in place. But most have a redundant circuit that's not in play, but is available on a passive level, where if the, the primary circuit fails, there's some sort of a routing protocol that pushes them over to the secondary link. And that actually works okay, that's more or less the standard, but it's really not very practical. What's more practical is making sure, especially in a scenario like 911 call centers, that you never have that downtime. So when, when you look at a solution with Talari, what we do is on a per packet level, we're actually looking at at the health of each circuit. And if and if the health of any one of those circuits goes down, whether the, there's an increase in jitter or latency or packet loss, we're able to steer around those issues and onto a better circuit at that time. So what happens then ultimately is that we see calls staying up, they're not garbled, and the user never sees that a, a circuit was switched midstream inside of a session. Yeah, so you're, you're almost routing individual packets on a per packet level. And you know what, if you miss a packet or two, no one's even going to detect that or hear it. Um, it's when you miss a bunch in a row is when you start hearing the, the other issues and you have the jitter problems. So if you're doing the analysis at that 
deep level and just steering the packets every which way. You're just really allowing the internet to do what it was built to do and networks do what they're built to do. And that's route each packet efficiently. Mm -hmm. And then it all gets reassembled at the far end. So your box is providing the intelligence to be able to do that. Exactly, exactly. And what's interesting too is that companies have often looked for voice quality to go over MPLS. We love MPLS, MPLS is great, but oftentimes, it's very costly, especially if you're looking at using multiple circuits. So we work with customers in scenarios where they maybe have an MPLS as their primary and an internet as their backup. Mm -hmm. And we enable them to use that as a hybrid WAN so that we, they can utilize the big bandwidth and low cost bandwidth of an internet circuit along with the quality of service of MPLS. And because we own both ends of, of, that, of, of that conduit, we call it, we're able to actually do QoS over internet and mimic what you do on MPLS. PLS. So when you move, when we move the the uh, traffic over from MPLS to the internet in the event that it becomes better, you actually don't lose that QoS and you can keep that call quality up. So to do that, I mean, obviously you can put a box in at the customer prem side, um, but doesn't that take a box at the carrier side as well? No, actually it doesn't. So we we work directly with all of the enterprise companies. What we do is we'll put typically a what we call a network control node in the data center on the customer side, and then what a client appliance at each of the sites that they want to have this effect at. And essentially that's how it works. Customer owns the equipment and the customer manages it all. Wow. So where does, it, where does the ROI come into play? Yeah, oh, well. Because everything costs money, Suzanne. Everything costs money. Well, there, there are a few ways. I mean, you can look at uh, productivity. Uh, productivity loss, you can gain a lot in productivity by not having any downtime at all. Uh, so that's kind of a soft ROI, right? And the other side too, for companies that are looking to increase bandwidth and they want to do it reliably, but maybe don't have the budget to be able to support increasing an MPLS circuit or adding another one, they can utilize internet as an alternate or in conjunction with MPLS and Tulare to be able to have the more resilient, higher bandwidth uh, network without the additional cost of, from the service provider perspective. No, interesting. So what's the next step? Where is this going next? Because I always look at the good stuff now, but where's it going next and what's going beyond that? Oh, well, this SD-WAN space is really taking off. Companies are really seeing that utilizing hybrid WANs and multiple ways to increase the resiliency of their WANs is very important. And you'll you'll notice a lot a lot more activity in this SD-WAN space. Now, Talari has been around for eight years. We're a purpose-built appliance, and we've been doing this successfully with hundreds of customers in thousands of locations globally. So we're at the forefront of all of this. So what market verticals are you, do you find yourself in? Well, it's interesting because we'd like to say we concentrate on one or two verticals, but the fact of the matter is most vertical markets have the same kind of WAN pain. So we're typically very strong in those that have uh, mission critical applications. Manufacturing is very big for us. Uh, distribution. Uh, we are in legal um, emergency. So E911 is also one that's very successful for us. Any case studies out there, especially in public safety? Because I know people, you know, this is very much a show me industry. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you figure that out or not. Absolutely. We, we certainly do. And, <laughs> and, and they've got guns. <laughs> and, yeah, got to be careful, right? So, and we're here at Nina, so I might as well mention one of our great customers. It's Maricopa Region 911 in Arizona. Yeah. They've been a customer for quite some time. Uh, they have 25 call centers that they operate, interestingly enough, on internet only and Talari. 
Really? So they have, I believe, two internet circuits per call center site, and they keep their calls up and running at all times because they're constantly using this Talari method of, of moving the traffic around. How long have they had that in place? I want to say it's been a few years, at wow. least a few years, yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. that, you know, that's interesting because I think when, when other, you know, you'll get a piece app that'll go out on the edge a little bit and they'll try something. Somebody's got to be the first. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody always has to be mm-hmm. the first. And unfortunately, in public safety, not everybody wants to be the first because they've got mission critical. They've got lives on the line. But there are agencies that will, I don't want to say take the risk, but they'll evaluate new technology and they'll, they'll come up with stuff that's acceptable and they'll put it on a limited trial and put it into production like this. And then mm-hmm. they become the case study for the rest. Say, well, you know what? This stuff does work and here's how we did it. So that's great. Where can we download that white paper? Oh, you can go to our website at talari.com and find it there. You can also find additional case studies in this area, including Essex County in the UK, who's utilizing the Talari solution. And certainly you can contact any one of us directly to talk more about the solution. So you're you're a global company. We are a global company. You gotta be. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the... um, the European Union, the European Emergency Number Association, uh, the deputy director and the executive director, Tony O'Brien and Gary Marchado, happen to be over here mm-hmm. looking at different stuff. Um, but they're in the process of building out an ESINET as well across Europe. So, you know, as we're in the discussions with them, I'm on a lot of the committees over there. These are things that are that are, people are talking about. Hey, I've got to have diverse circuits. I've got to have diverse technologies. That's what's going to give me the the number of nines that I need to maintain this. I've got to have terrestrial base. I've got to have microwave based. I've got to have a little bit of everything. How do I manage all of that? What's the layer? What's the wrapper that I put on top of it? And I, I guess you guys are that wrapper, really, that allows me to use the circuits that are there. Yeah, absolutely. In many wow, cases, I, might be, I should get paid by you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're in a lot of networks together, so I think it's all working out just fine. That is really interesting, I think, because this is a big topic for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for sitting down with us today. Thanks for giving us the time. All right. The preceding podcast has been brought to you by the Avaya Podcast Network. Executive producer, Jean Torjon, a.k.a. JT. Our program and creative director is Fletch. And the APN legal correspondent is attorney Martha Beyer. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Avaya underscore APN. And visit avaya.com slash APN on the web where you can download all of our content. For the Avaya Podcast Network, this is Spider Harrison, the official voice dude of APN. The preceding content is copyrighted by the Avaya Podcast Network. Broadcast or retransmission is permitted with attribution. Your actual mileage may vary. Batteries are not included. I'm a professional announcer on a closed course. Do not try this at home.